Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. We're back in the studio. And when we're in the studio, you know, Kalina's here as well in person. Kalina, all the way from Miami. How are you? I'm happy. I'm happy because I finally get to come here and it's not cold mm-hmm. and raining. Okay. Every time I come, weather's terrible. Weather's terrible. This is this has always been the common thing when we, when we <laughs> link up. It's raining, cold, snow, not fire. something, and I not love fire it. For me. And now I'm in the heat, and I'm already dreading the Brooklyn apartments <laughs> and the AC shutting off. Mm-hmm. But that's hip hop, right? And and people wondering, yo, the episodes haven't been coming out as regularly. Listen, busy. We've been, doing we've been busy. Quality control right. on the vinyl, which is right now the test preps are on the way. Nice. So I gave them your address so you'll get that and uh there's only one thing that was gonna get me out of my break i was taking a little break i'm like nah i can't pass this up i can't pass this up i gotta make it through i'm so excited to have returning to the crescent out podcast one of hip hop's emerging uh superstars in the game releasing multiple projects in the last couple of years second time on the show mi gente my guy, UFO Fieve is here. Fieve, how are you? What's up, Cheese? Thank you for having me. Peace, girl. What's up, y'all? Chilling? Good, good. I am excited. Yeah, man. Me too, man. Always a pleasure to be here. Opportunity around. to have you here again. That's what's up. Last time we talked, Amigas just came out. It was about to come out. Damn. A wow. lot of hype around that project. Saw that EP with uh, DJ Hart. Um, and really, what we talked about when we were together is really how your pen game was really, the way you write was so intimate for people in New York, like the language, the slang, the storytelling. Right. And it, I always thought that there was a bridge there to break into a different audiences because of the way you just write and the way people feel right. your music. But since that project, right. there has been... It's only gotten like higher and higher and higher. You dropped the, the album with uh, Static uh, Selector. Right. You had the terminology produced joint as well. Of course, the stuff with Big Ghost, which was like a big moment. And with Frank and, the Butcher. And Frank the Butcher. Yeah, and, and how has this ride been for you? Because it seemed like it's just been going and going and that's like a, higher um, and higher and higher. The Cavs like, got to be brolic by now. That's like a uh, that's like a um, special class, right? Of like people like if that was like a school class, that's like the, the special class. Like Frank the Butcher, you know what I'm saying? They don't really come outside for people, so for mm-hmm. them to work <clears throat> to reach out, it mean a lot. So I know I had to deliver and do what I had to do. But as far as um. The constant elevation to when it just comes with consistency, trying to do better. You know, I don't um see myself doing anything to hinder uh anything that could stop the progress. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to move forward. So even if I gotta chill and fall back for a little while and um uh hit the drawing board again and try to figure out how can I get to somebody that's gonna help me get to the next level, then I'm not afraid to do that. So um that pretty much comes with the game too. I aspire to hit new heights all the time. Right. We've been seeing a lot more of you, though. I feel like you've been a lot more social lately. Yeah, more right. vids, more pics, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you've been doing a lot, and it kind of shows your skill set. You know, 
you you know how to rap you know how to do this but also you know people get to see another side of you when you're outside right you're mingling with new people or artists or producers so i think this is a big plus for you um considering that you just came out with a new um single about five days ago magnum opus yep and you're also gonna have an album Mm -hmm. actually called the name the same thing magnum opus right? right how'd you come up with that name um that's a good question, Cal. It was really, um, it was actually called Inception. And then um, as I started working on it more and more, um, across my studies, I came across like uh, what a, what Magnum Opus represents to like alchemy and also in the spiritual world, like taking your, uh, what they believe is the soul is, is, is uh, and alchemy is to take the lead and transform it into gold, transmutate it into gold. That's like the ultimate process. That's how you become the alchemist. In the spiritual world, it's the same thing, but your soul is considered the lead. So if you could take your soul and break yourself down and then rebuild yourself into a new being, then that's considered like the ultimate thing in the spiritual world. That's like becoming God. So every belief, like from five percenters to rosters, everyone has that same belief of breaking yourself down and becoming closer to God. So when I when I, when I came across that, and then Magnum Opus just meaning great work. I've been working on this album for so long, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was going to ask you that too. Well, how long have you been working on this? Because it doesn't seem like coincidental, you know? You have the single, this is the name, and then the album. So to me, it seemed like, well, maybe this seems more than just, you know, like right. a quick bag. Right, now nah, I've been working. Um, I know it's unbelievable, and I don't do it to like, uh, like the young guys would say, clout chase, but like none of my music is really... Like, besides the Frank the Butcher stuff, I because rec- I was so excited to, like, meet him and stuff. I never met him. Mm-hmm. I recorded that quick. But um, everything else is, like, always, like, a year or something. But this project specifically, like, all right, so kind of to give you context, like, working with Static and Term in those projects, those are, like, collaborative projects. Yeah. I'm working with those guys. There's also, like, music I do. You know what I'm saying? With like my in-house producers, the guys nobody know. That's That's like, what we want to know. That's what I also wanted to know. Who really worked on this with you? Like producer, right. producer-wise. So the, um, the producer, his name is Stir. He's a young man. He's not into the music. See, that's, that's the thing. Like the guys I work with, like they're not into re- Like he has a day job. He's very successful in his day job. Mm-hmm. He has a family. He just bought a house. He drives a night. He comes to the studio to listen to the music and he smokes a cigar. <laughs> like he's a he's a little heavier dude and he comes in the studio he sits down he got his big ring on and he sits down and he smokes his cigar that's his moment like, that's his time he's like damn Phoebe, this shit sound crazy you know and he'll email me every beat he makes so like that's my that's my that's my heart i've been with him since like 2015 so we actually been working on the project since like 2016 2017 um there's a lot of songs i didn't make it you know i'm always um shifting the track list always creating and um there's like two new songs that I added that we threw on, but um overall to um get back to the answer was Magnum Opus just represented it because in the timeline of things, when I drew it on my board, I was like, I got fresh air, I got this, I got this. When I drew everything out, I was like, um, these projects that are mine, they're like my better works. Right. Like they're me, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They're my sound, they're my rhythm, they're everything. Like it's not a collaborative effort, it's just straight out feed. With my my in-house producers, they'll email me the stuff, and we'll come up with ideas. Or I'll tell them like, I'm going to the studio tomorrow, and I'll just send them mad stuff, and they'll be like, "Damn, fee, this is crazy." So that's why I felt like Magnum Opus represented it, cause it's like a work I'm presenting to you guys. That's like my great work, like me. It's all fee. 
Okay, we look really, we're looking forward to it, you know. Thank I feel you. like you've really Thank had a moment. You haven't had your your moment. Like, yeah. I, I feel like this, right. this could be it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I, I like about this title because as someone who listens to your music closely and with always, every time I know a project comes from you, I have anticipation with it. Hip-hop is a very interesting thing because you can like music and you can like hip-hop. But when you get to meet people and know people, you just root for them and like them. So their music just means more. And you're one of those people for me. We're Latino, we're fathers, we're from the same hood. It just, I have all the connections there to want to see you win, right? But then as a a critic of music, someone who consumes it in that way, because I guess the podcast forces me to kind of see it that way. Every album since and Migas had been a step higher and a step higher and a step higher. But when I heard the title Magnum Opus, I'm like, all right. Yeah. He went through these chambers. He went through these these processes. Not only making music, but growing a fan base as you do it. Right. And smartly collaborating with people right. that will give you new audiences. Static terminology, right. big uh, the big ghost. Rest all those things. Point. Yeah, rest in peace, yes. <laughs> all those things, all those producers have a, their different audiences. Mm-hmm. And I think most people, oh, it's just a static. No, it's a different audience that you're right. attracting versus what Big Ghost is attracting right. because that kind of collaboration cements you in the yeah. underground scene. And it works right. out for him. And so it works out. It could be yeah. mainstream and then it could be the underground scene. Right, They're right. like, oh, who's this? You I'm know? present. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so and I, and I, I, I love gotta that. Think. It's like it makes sense to me. I'm like... All right, I've seen the growth in the last couple of albums. I'm like, and then I heard some of this other. So now you're ready for what? Oh, like, I've, yeah. I've been ready. I already put the tax that. money yeah, yeah. onto the side for the vinyls. <laughs> now I gotta think. I gotta think. Stuff. Um, you know those guys for allowing me the platform. You know what I'm saying? The rock yep. to let people hear me. Um, where they would not might gave me a chance. You know what I'm saying? But also that comes with skill too, because you know they could be critics too. They're exactly. they're the they could be the worst exactly. crybaby yeah, critics. Yeah. No, that, no, trust me. I love when they compete with each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yo, you working on static stuff? Like, you know what I'm saying? All right, I'm going to send you some heat, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of like, that's how you know a producer isn't, takes his art, his craft serious as well, you know what I'm saying? When he works with an artist, he wants it to be separate from whatever else that artist is doing and better. So that makes the artist have, for me at least, I have to work twice as hard. It, it's, it's interesting, the market of music the way it is, um, especially for Latinos, because the pull to go to more of the Latino trap, urban Latino music is big because the the money is, is is there. And you know, mm-hmm. I can you know I'm I'm close with Super O, and he's you know he kind of you know he actually like kind of left the hip hop side to go to the to the. I was just with him this week. Yeah. Sure, so and he's not that's what he does that's yep. his whole brand now is around that because that's kind of where the momentum is um being latino spanish knowing the language is there a pull to go there as well um somewhere in the future um, um is there is there like okay that's that's where, where you mean like with foresight no i don't have any um foresight to go there but um that's not it for you that's not your vibe <laughs> nice you know um I love the music. I I'm totally of the culture. I love the island and all that. But um, two things. You know, I'm well. I'm, like my Spanish is not a hundred percent. That's first and foremost is New Yorkian. And then second of all, like where I grew up, it, 
is predominantly hip hop. Right. Yeah. Like I grew up hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I'm from the projects where it was just black and Latinos. You know what I'm saying? And so I didn't. We didn't really listen to none of that stuff. When I, my first dose of hearing um what they now call reggaeton, it wasn't even called reggaeton. It was just straight like. Evie Queen and shit, yeah. the island. Like, Because see, early days. Early days, where it was just Spanish. Wait, before rap, that, like, before that, yeah, it was El General. That. El General. That's, that's where, where, um, that's where yeah. this is. What's my man, Um, yo, God bless him. Damn, yo, I, I used to chill with him all the time that he did, um, tra, tra, yeah. Don Chesina. Yeah. Shout out to Don Chesina, where he used to be with us all the time in the hood. So, um, like, it was just straight Spanish rap. Right. So um, rap though, it was rap. It was rap, rap, yeah. Like they were saying street stuff, you know what I'm saying? But it was what it like, is now, it's it's kinda like more like a party, like more more pop mainstreamy sound, right. but you know, growing I guess up it's then. Like a it dance wasn't. hall represents more like a vibe now yeah. as opposed to then it was street music. And it wasn't really like popular, like oh, you know, playing super nah. everywhere. It wasn't like that. No, because I remember my older cousins, I have some cousins from PR that um when I used to go out there, they might be like maybe like five years older than me. But they used to go to the parties and stuff. And I remember being in the Casarillos and there'll be jams in the Casarillo and yep. that's all you would hear. Yep. Like beside the gunshots, it'll be that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so I'm I'm from, you know, experiencing it from that side too. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, from New York. We don't sit next to the windows during summertime. No, no, way. no, no. You sit to the side. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. You sit you, to the side. Just you don't case. never look out the window. Never look either, out the window. Don't be saying? curious My out there. My grandmother would slap Let that fire truck go by. Yo, Let my grandmother would slap fire out me when I used to look out the window, bro. <laughs> because my, my window face first ass. So if anything would happen, I would always like, it would always happen right on my corner. I'll be out the window. My grandmother, boom, yeah. Right. Ah, it's a no-go. Like, it's a no-go. Yeah, but, you know, the great thing about hip-hop, just history-wise, history is that hip-hop was always in the house parties anyway. And it, it's it's always been... People get a little upset when it gets a little dancey here and there. But like, well, you know, house party hip-hop was always alive and well. Um, it kind of merged into different things. When you're thinking about your career, the next couple of years, the you know, because it seems to you have a team and you have a vision... You're kind of seeing where the market is because even when you drop albums, it just seems really well uh, spaced out. I don't feel like there's a new album all the time. I'm like, this guy, too much feed for me. Yeah, like, or I ru- yeah, I never feel like he's rushing it or he's oh, man, just yeah. trying to be and do the most. I never I feel that. that. Yeah. I don't want to feel that. Like, yeah. I, I, nah, I really so don't know how to do that. I've tried. <laughs> trust me, yo, man. I've been it's like, not yo, in people. It's I've not been in like, yo, I gotta, people. But then it's like, um, sometimes the music comes out good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll do something in a rush and it'll be good. And it, you you got to work. You know, I also understand. I'm kind of like, um, see, the thing is, I'm coming to realize the dichotomy of, like, who Fever is. Like, I'm underground, but I'm also getting to see things like other artists never get to see, being around crack and stuff like that. I get to understand a whole type of realm of stuff that some people in, like, the quote-unquote underground scene don't want no parts of. They never want to make a record that they got to put money behind. They never want to try to shoot a video that's going to cost 10 bands. They don't want no parts That's of right, that. but but it's very, very easy for them to critique the same people in the underground and come out with really bad work. Well, why is it really bad? Because you don't want to put money into anything, into the producers. They don't even get it mixed. Any- I mean, shout right. out to V. He oh, know, God. man, some of this stuff I be listening to, it don't even be mixed. Don't bro. be, be like, mixed. Damn. So... You paying to record and they letting you leave the studio without a mix, 
Like, and that's what you put now. Like, damn, bro, we got to get our business straight. But I'm also learning some of these dudes don't even have publishing. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't got no, you know, you go to get information from them. They don't got it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's you know, it's all a learning curve for some. It's, you know it's a learning curve. We got publishing, by the way. Yeah, we straight. We, you know, over here, we straight. So. I took care of that early on. Yeah, so. heard that. We, we, we got we good that. over here. Everybody's taking care of the splits, man. Yeah, so. we, we own our music. Yeah. For the record, it's on contract. So, yeah, it's um, when, um, pretty much that's what it is. When you when you kind of, like, experiencing the business or you seeing people, like, play with big money and you like, oh, one, I mean, every artist's dream is to have everybody in the world singing at least one of your records. You can't say you making music and you don't want nobody to sing your music. Right. Then you, sh- you know, it's like you could listen to that yourself, make it for yourself. But at the end of the day, when you putting it out to the people and you making music, I, I would hope eventually your goal is to make something. It don't gotta be everything, but you want something that the mass is gonna just take. You know what I'm saying? And whatever that brings you after that, you do what yeah, you do. Yeah, I had we had a taste of that. One night when uh, I, I I think it was Stalker. I think I'm gonna give credit to Stalker. This somehow our song got on the radio, and um, it was the first track of that night. For uh, we were laying with, and I was like, I was like, someone grew, growing up in New York, hot '97 era. Mm-hmm. To right, have now your let stuff. me ask you a question, Twin. Yeah. Let's say your music comes on Sunday night. Rosenberg plays it. Feels amazing. Y'all felt okay. conscious, yeah. right? Now, let's say y'all go and do make a record that y'all like, oh, my God, this is amazing, right? Yeah. Would y'all approach that the same way y'all approached the record that y'all was giving away for free? Yes, you have yeah. to. You have to because it's still your name. You still got to So you're going to look it. at the record and be like, nah, this one gets treated like it's something we wanted to be another level. Then you're gonna have to put more into it. Which yeah. you, yeah, you got you know to. Saying? But that so, comes from the the individual, and some people right. don't got that. They right. don't got it. They're not. So that free. comes with exactly. So that comes with like if you have something that you feel like, damn, this is dope. Like this is really. It don't have to be a hit record. You ain't got to put the yeah, two hundred fifty thousand to get it on. But you'd be like, damn, I would like to get this service. I would like right. to put some money behind this. And, yeah, because it's about. And we want good videos too. We we yeah. pay for it. You know, we're going to pay for the video. We're going to pay for the art. So, so that's we want it to look good. That's like, where my mind is at pretty much. Yeah, you know, like, well, let's do stuff. Be. We want to be like, all right, we shot videos over here. Like, how does it feel to fly out a team and go shoot a yeah, video? Yeah, how does it you feel to saying? look like, over, you know, the bay or do something different? And then you see that final product and you like, Video oh, shoot in Miami. Next video okay. in Miami. I'm on my way. That's a good, that's a good one. Right I'm going to walk down there. But I do think that. I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that there's an ent- there's different entry points to your music, anybody's music, for different people. When I grow up, when I grown up and I went to the record store, the album cover spoke to me. Exactly. If I fucked with the album cover, I pick up the album. Mm. I may not know what it is. And we weren't allowed. To, it's not like we were allowed to yeah. hear it. Well, no. not in the stores when no. I went. Well, there was headphones back it. in the days, but like most Damn. early days, it's like. I don't know what this is, <laughs> but this art intrigues me enough to make me want to be curious about the record. I have and tons still, of records. Yeah, early on, like we had no idea, I had no yeah, idea. Hit or miss. Some of them are hit or miss, but I understand even now, I may not like that record, but I like that artwork, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm going to get it. And so there's a different entry point. So the art is important. The video is important. And, and, and that energy that 
you're portraying through the screen. Even when people come to the show, mm-hmm. any show, one of the things I will I always tell people try to prep them, learn how to learn how to represent yourself in the mic, That's because learn how to hold the and mic. hold the Force. mic, control it. What are you telling the people? Because people buy into that in hip hop, like I do. There's they people, buy into you too, especially they if they see that it. you're just a genuine, yeah. regular, cool they're, person. Not, they're going right. to see that. They're going to feel that. And I know that from experience because there's people that I love, love, love. And then I met them. I was like, yeah. Oh, I, I, oh no. Tell me about it. Me too, too. I won't and say I'm like, names, yeah, I'm not gonna rush get, you. I'm, I'm not going to rush out to get that album. <laughs> but I'm going to, you know, like, it's like that part of, like, that's why I think hip hop is so unique. You, if you fuck with someone, you think someone's genuine, you, you're going to ride for them. And I think that's one of the captivating things about you is that you're sincere and earnest about the way your music. Like, I feel like I know who you are. And that's I think an up. example of that is the track you did with Ice Rocks oh, of yeah. his compilation project, um, Grandma's. Grandma's. Right. Um, it was a, a powerful song uh, in terms, yeah, you know, talking about yeah. families and the importance of older ones. Older people in your lives and the influence they had, and you know your pen game was just a great storytelling for for New York City, New Yorkian Latino household. So it was very very um, poignant. And I had Ice Rocks. We're gonna drop that episode soon, and he talked about you know how you were writing it, and he was like, you know, like (laughs) oh I got a second verse coming. He's like. The first one was good as it is. Yeah. And so that is like the power of like your words and just being authentic. Like I don't feel like you're storytelling me. I feel like you're telling your story right. in this way. How did that song come, come to be? Because it was just a very powerful song. And, you know, I might be sensitive to it because I have lost my grandmother recently. So like, uh, like how was that song created? Where was your heart at when you were doing that? Um, the first verse we did, shout out to Jay Hart. Um, Ice was dropping in on a lot of the sessions for Inigo. He was there for a lot of it. So um, and while he was doing that, he was like, "Yo, Feeb, I got something for you." His studio is right next door to Jay Hart's. Yeah. So um, one day I just went across. He's out there. in Queens, right? Um, right at this time they was both in Brooklyn. They're both in Brooklyn. Okay. So I walked next door and I just was like, "Come on," he let me hear it. And um, the first verse I had it like, um, I might have had just wrote it like a day or two before. And when he played the verse, I was like, oh, like, I got something for it. So when I kicked the verse, he was like, all right. So I kicked that verse, and he was like, um, I was like, he was like, what happened? I left the studio, son. That happened. I had to leave the studio. I told him I was coming back, and it took, like, eight months. <laughs> like, That's a long bathroom break, break, Yeah, it's so it a long, long. Every time break, he saw me, he was like, yo, Phoebe, can I get that second verse? And I was like, yeah, I got it, but I never had it. So I knew, like, to write it, I had to tune in. So one day, he called me leaving J-Hart's studio. And he was like, yo, like, he, he was like, yo, want to go to the studio? So I was like, come on, Ice. So we walked over to his joint. I'm getting chills. We walked over to his joint, and um, we sat down, and I, and I had the second verse ready for him because I knew I was going to see him. And um, I laid it, man, and he was like, we was listening to it. And, again, I just left. I really involved with, with it. And, um. When he, I guess, he did his thing, mixed it up, he sent it to me. It was like a week before the project was coming out. Yeah. He was like, um, I seen him post something. And I was like, yo, where my, I hope my mine's is on that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen him post the first single and I was like, yo. like The first so, one was um, him bending uh, ben yeah, the butcher. and made him a and son, made, right? Yeah. And I was like, yo. I DM'd him like, yo, question marks. Like, 
What's up? What's like, the update? Oh, what, Am I what, on the project? Come on, you changed me. What's up? Yeah. You disturbed my eight month you know bathroom like, break yeah, for a second like, verse. Am I on the so project? He was like, nah, Fees is actually on there and it's fire. I was like, he was like, matter of fact, I'm going to send it to you right now. And I listened, I was like, I listened to it for like the whole day because it kind of was like opening chambers for me. You know what I'm saying? Twin, I was like, damn, like I remember watching. Let Thundercats or Mom, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I'm okay. Well, since you brought it up, that was my question was right there. This. Because Lionel, I don't know about Lionel being the, the my favorite. I always went with uh, a Tigra. Yeah, but you know what it was? Um, Lionel was the first one, that, like, Lionel was the one that I always remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what made him my, because he used to be like, Arr! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey. like, he complained, they used to be yeah. scared, and you yeah, know, wanted yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I always remembered him. So like, that's what made the show for me. So that's what was the line. Because when I looked up, I re- I remember saying Lionel was my favorite Thundercat. And then I look, I had to look it up because I'm like, am I saying the right yeah. one? And then when yeah, I yeah, look yeah, yeah, and yeah. I I seen the picture, the leader, and I'm the like, yeah, the one I'm with like, the sword and the claw. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. And he had the cat that was always and and you know yeah. what episode stays in my head. The one when he was hand wrestling the that the caveman yeah, for like hours. Right. I don't know why he was just hand wrestling him. That's a fact. I um, remember that and Silverhawks. Silverhawks, same wrestling. company. Yep. Oh, we're nerding out right yeah, here. Yeah, we lost yeah. Kalina. Nah, we lost another we podcast. Lost, there's a whole the <laughs> 80s fandom Word. coming UFO fever and cheese coming. First of all, I would just like you to know that I watched the Thundercats, all right? Oh, so, so where you go? Your Chitara? Uh, I don't know. Wiley Kid, Wiley Cat, Yeah, that's a fact. I kind of nerd out. Like, I'll be watching everything. I don't know about you, but Mumra kept tucking too many L's, bro. He just needed to leave and go to another planet. I wish they had, like, those joints on streaming services. I know Silverhawks was up on something. I forget what service it was on for a little while, but it's not no more. But I wish they would give us... If you ever do a live action Thundercats, do not put Panthro and Vin Diesel together. Please, don't do that. Nah, Vin Diesel. Leave Vin Diesel out of it. He's I don't want to see him as Panther. Put Whoa. someone else. Uh, don't put The Rock as Lionel Yo, that either. That was my next line. Like, it's The Rock <laughs> and Vin Diesel. They definitely in anything. Um, I got to do action. No, no, no. Let's not do that. Um, Magnum Opus coming out. June 11th. June 11th. Yes, sir. June 11th. Right around the corner. Um, all your projects have been released in physical. Any plans for that around the corner as well? Um, this one is no vinyl. I'm probably do CDs, but um, I want like Albizu to be like the last vinyl I drop until mm-hmm. I move forward. The next vinyl is probably going to be Enigma. Absolutely, it is going to be Enigma of Dolly. That's my joint with Vanderslice. So I moved into a space where I want the vinyl to be more like uh, scarce and more valuable. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to every drop is a vinyl and mm-hmm. people you know what i'm saying like that's cool but i also want people to have like my stuff like supreme you know what i'm saying like stuff that comes out and you got it is dope and that's what it is mm-hmm. yep if you're a collector go to tough con you could find right. most of the albums there or they go hit up on the band stuff. camp uh yep. ufo to get some stuff there if you don't want to pay the international shipping work because i got i got a garage i got some vitals in the garage i need yeah, to get yeah. out and of there i so think i, I think on band camp you got the element produced joint yeah. from the early yeah early. i got that around my way on so physicals if you're well. looking for more rare rare stuff go that's check out that stuff there what what's your immediate plan for like the summer summer's here it's getting hot once again stay out of the windows mm-hmm. let the five tracks pass by before you stick your head out to be curious what, what's your plan for the summer it seems like everyone in new york is ready to just enjoy the summer what's your, what's your, well what i'm gonna be on the um shows is opening back up so august we booked up for a few venues and all that stuff and um i'm also be on the road with joe 
He's back on the road performing, so we're going to be moving. Um, I'm dropping a whole lot of more music. So I got Magnum Opus coming um, June 11th. Right after that, Prayer, Money, um, Prayer, Weed, and Music. That's following up. That's one of my other joints where it's just me. A bunch of um, producers. I got Static. I got. Um, I might have Buckwild. I'm not sure if Buckwild's holding that joint. But we got in the cut for himself or... He gonna let me rock that. But I got a few names. Um, I got Wavy the Guard on there. A few producers on there. Collective. And I, um, in between that, Enigma Dolly. That Vanderslice joint is coming. Yeah, Vanderslice is It's in the process. I don't know vinyl. The, um, something's up with the vinyl over there. So shout out to Fat Beats and all the people um, curating that situation. And um, yo, a lot, just a lot more music, man. Jay, me and Jay Hart just finished our joint yesterday. We listened to the final, we was listening to it, so now it's going to go in the mix, and um, just, you know, the rest of the year, I'm going every, you know, going and dropping. Well, I'm not going to pay rent, and, uh, you know, save that nah, money for when it comes out. don't worry about it, man. Yeah, don't worry. If you need anything, <laughs> who, 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 yeah, who, who needs rent money? Not me. Nah, it's I got summer. a few signs I'll, I'll go in the park and chill. Yeah. Like everybody else. I definitely got something signed for y'all, man. Some merch and all that, man. It's Crush a lot podcast. Check out the YouTube page. Check out the podcast. Um, yeah, we're gonna try to do this every Thursday. We're busy. We're, trying, we're doing stuff too. Quality, okay. Yo, get quality off their control. backs, man. You know, people got lives, man. They got a kid. If I don't shit, DM you back, it's yo. because I don't want to DM you back. Yeah, it's man, just how it is. But do, man. uh, you know, keep being the lookout. Our vinyl release is gonna come out through Telcon soon. That's a fact. Remix projects coming out soon. Volume two is in the works. Go and other surprises, stuff, quality it's, control, it's, and all that good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Peace and all that stuff on the audio side of things. Yo, thank right. you for having me again, man. I truly appreciate y'all.